Podcast Answer Man, episode number 217. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Podcast Answer Man. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft, and this is the podcast about podcasting, helping you take your show to the next level. It doesn't matter if you're a brand new podcaster, if you've been podcasting for many years, or if you haven't yet launched your first episode. There's something we can all do to take our show to the next level. You know, in uh, last week's episode, I just now realized I started that show off saying, hey, we've got a special topic today. Actually, taking your show to the next level is is on the agenda. And I never did get to that. And that's because it was actually meant, uh, that actual topic is meant for this episode, episode number 217. I'm sure many of you probably didn't even catch that, but uh, I certainly did just now. This is one of those weird episodes. You know, you're, you know this is being released on... Uh, what is this? Uh, Thursday, June 30th. However, I'm recording this a week earlier uh, on Thursday, June 23rd. And I know that there are some of you out there who could really care less because, well, guess what? You're probably listening to this sometime in July and it doesn't matter to you when I recorded it and it means nothing to you at all. But with that being said, it it, it means a lot to me. I, I, I think a lot of people and, and happen to know a lot of people listen to this show as it's being recorded or as it's being released. Uh, and when I don't release a podcast episode within... Uh, you know, within about 12 hours of its normally scheduled release, uh, I, I, I start receiving emails saying, hey, where's what happened? Am I missing something? Is there something wrong with the feed? I, I, I need my podcast answer man fix. So with that being said, I want to let you know, uh, by the time this is put into the podcast feed, I am in the middle of a 10 day trip with my family. That's right, 10 days away from running my business with the exception of uh, a little bit of email work in the morning. I plan on each morning while I'm gone, uh, firing up my email, probably getting up around six o'clock in the morning, five o'clock, six o'clock in the morning, and spending about an hour in email each morning. And the only emails that I'm going to be addressing are the ones that are related to questions about my podcasting A to Z course, uh, because I will be working through these 10 days to, to get as many people to fill those 30 spots that I have uh, for my podcasting A to Z. Um, before I left on my trip, which of course is right now, uh, before leaving on the trip, I uh, have already filled four of, the, four of the 30 slots. I know my good friend Dan Miller from 48 Days to the Work You Love and No More Mondays, uh, best-selling author uh, and, and has great podcast over at 48days.com slash listen. Uh, I know that Dan's going to start promoting my podcasting A to Z course to his community. And when that happens, I have a feeling it's going to book really quick. So uh, I'm excited about that. Uh, I, I, I know from previous experience when Dan mentions me and my products and services, uh, my calendar gets booked. And I have no idea, no doubt that, um, that the... Uh, that the podcasting A to Z course promotion with Dan is going to to be equally as as uh, responsive. So so looking forward to that, and of course that's what I'm going to be doing. I'm going to be answering lots of emails in the morning, 
only related to podcasting A to Z and, and getting people signed up for that. So if you do have questions related to signing up for the class that starts July 11th, first first and foremost, go to podcastanswerman.com slash A to Z. Watch the video and read all the information on that page because there is so much information on that page about that class. Um, including, you know, some samples that are linked there uh, from people who have taken the class. So you can kind of get a feel for what people have been able to accomplish as a result of, of taking this course. But anyway, go through all that. If you still have questions, then email me. And here's the deal. I didn't mention this last week, but, um, uh, you know, if you, if you join my mailing list, uh, there's a discount that I will offer to you. Uh, go ahead and sign up for the mailing list over at podcastanswerman.com and then there's an opt-in form on the right-hand side. Once you sign up for the mailing list, then send me an email saying, hey, I'm on the list. I'd love to get that discount. And it's $99 off the cost of the course. So uh, I'm very eager to to get people onto my mailing list because as I've shared in the past, uh, it, it does wonderful things for my business. And so I would love to have the honor of having you on my list. And if you're wondering what I mean by that, head over to podcastanswerman.com slash Aweber, A-W-E-B-E-R. That's a blog post I did all about uh, the the reason why I feel my my mailing list is so important. And by the way, real quick, I, I think, you know, for those of you who are podcasters and you have not built your mailing list yet, start today. Start today. I'm serious. I, and, and of course, I'm not going to hide the fact that I would love for you to use Aweber because I do have an affiliate link there. And and of course, if you go to my website under recommended products and services, there's a link there you can click on to, to click through and then sign up for Aweber. Uh, but anyway, if you don't have a mailing list, you know, here's the situation. What if your web host all of a sudden just hoses everything and and your website's gone your rss feed is on you know you know hopefully you've, you're with feedburner i guess you could set things up somewhere else and and temporarily shoot something out to your subscribers but i mean what if what if it's gonna not be so crazy it's only gonna be gone for three days before they get things set back up you know if you want to let your audience know what's going on you could easily send out an update via an email uh, collecting people, and it's not about just trying to sell things and monetize, although it is one of the main reasons why I did start the podcast Answer Man, but I have a list for gspn.tv community, and it, the purpose of that isn't to generate income. The purpose of that is to keep people up to date because I produce so many different shows, and what I found is that I was giving people some update, it updates on, on new or giving announcements in some podcasts and other announcements in other podcasts, and not everybody listened to every podcast, and so they wanted to be able to to do that. And of course, uh, Jonathan says uh, you can notify people through Twitter, Facebook, email. You know, absolutely, you can you can do some of that. But I, I'm going to tell you right now, uh, Twitter, Facebook. There's oftentimes when you'll post an update, and if they don't check it for, you know, if they're not signed into those social services, though your information could get buried. Whereas sending somebody an email, it puts it, lands it right inside their email inbox, and it's there um, for them to deal with uh, when it comes in and when they get an opportunity to see that. And so they will get your communication. I think email is the most effective means of ma- uh, communicating important updates, announcements, and all that stuff. And I'm a huge believer in podcasting. I'm a huge believer in blogging. 
And, and with all of that being said, if there's anything that, if there's one thing I wish I would have done differently going all the way back uh, to when I started podcasting, I wish I would have started building my mailing list on December 16th, 2005. I wish that was the first time I announced to the world that I had a mailing list that they could subscribe to. So again, if you're interested, go to podcastanswerman.com. There's a, there's a, um, there's a opt-in form on the right-hand side. I'd love to have you on the mailing list. And uh, I think you guys should, should check it out. You should, uh, you should definitely get uh, one of your own going. Um, so let's see here. I want, want to let you know because I am out of town. Uh, this is a shorter episode. I just finished recording episode number 216, although this is being released a week later. So I just put everything into that. I do, however, have some additional questions. And so we're going to jump right into it. And uh, actually, this is a little feedback from Dean Soto. And uh, I love it because he basically wanted to share his story about how he sold an ebook recently. Hey Cliff, this is Dean Soto at the So Totally Business Savvy podcast at youcanworkless.com and I wanted to give you some major kudos. Once again, uh, you have been proven correct. Okay, so uh, I'll try and keep this story short. Last night, I had gotten an email probably around 11 p.m. So I was in my, in my bed ready to go to sleep, got an email saying that someone had bought my ebook. So I wrote an email right back after they bought, uh, I wanted to be as personal as possible, wrote an email back to them and said thank you and asked them where they found me and how did they know about my ebook and so on. And so I was expecting, my assumption was that they found me through the New York Times because I was recently just featured in in the New York Times not two days ago, which is awesome. Um, the But my expectations and my ex- assumptions were totally demolished when I got this email back. They said, I came across your site via your podcast. I started listening a a while ago and stopped and then recently went back to listening to your podcast and visited your new site to see this awesome resource and wanted to support. Listening to you is such a blessing as I don't have anyone here that I can relate to, but you are like a super motivated peer challenging me to step up and take effective action. Anyway, keep up the great work being honest and producing the quality content. I really appreciate how detailed you are as you discuss your current services, tools, you tools you use, and sites you are building and monetizing. Thanks again. So I just wanted to say thank you. Yeah, the, the investment in the podcast uh, equipment was a lot, but it's already paying off. And not only did I, you know, monetize off that, which was cool. Um, I even have someone who finds what I'm doing very valuable and a new friend and a new, uh, person in my audience and someone that I can, uh, talk to and relate to and so on. So thank you yet again, uh, for everything you're doing. You're doing such a great job and I can't wait to see what happens in the future. See ya. God bless. All right, Dean, thank you so much. Your, your feedback is exciting on so many levels, and there's none that's more exciting than, than the fact that you have actually effectively reached out and built another one-on-one relationship with another human being who listens to your show. Folks, uh, you've heard, if, for those who have heard this podcast episode after episode, week after week after week, you've listened to maybe even all 217 episodes now. You've heard me say this over and over again, but I oftentimes get people who will call me up and say, Cliff, I want to hire you for an hour of consulting because I have been podcasting for X number of months or X number of years, and today I still only have 
X number of listeners, and I don't even care what the numbers are. I don't care how long you've been podcasting. I don't care how lo- how many subscribers you have. There is never a reason for anybody to ever use the word only when they talk about the number of subscribers they have. Because if you want my opinion, and I'm going to give it to you for free, you don't even have to hire me for my minimum of one hour to get this advice, all right? If you want to grow your audience, I'm going to tell you the most effective way. You know, put your put your show into iTunes. Get you know, use create a website that's got great titles for your shows and keyword rich uh, show notes that's going to get you Google results. You know, connect with other podcasters, leave feedback, build social networking relationships, join other people's forums. All of that stuff that means nothing compared to the number one way that I have found to build your audience. And that is one person, one relationship at a time. There is no other more effective way because when you build that relationship, when you actually go to the level and you connect with somebody in the way that Dean has just said that he connected with this person who's listened to his podcast, has been on the sidelines, kind of have checked out for a little while, but checked back in and now has come back and and all of a sudden Dean offers this ebook, he buys it and and there's this conversation back and forth and now there's a friendship Oh my goodness. Here's what I can tell you is Dean, that person right there, that person that you've connected with, that right there becomes your marketing department. And it's not, and here's the situation. This can't be done in the way that this is the way you view it, that this is your strategy. Um, it, it, it has to be organic. It has to be authentic. You know, these relationships have to be happening for the right intentions, the right motives for this to work out. But I can tell you is that when your ultimate goal is not to grow your podcast, but instead to build relationships with your audience, then the natural result from that is the fact that those people become so excited about their relationship with you, with your brand, with your podcast, that anytime those people talk about the subject for which your podcast is the is, is focused on in the in that niche industry, then all of a sudden your name continually comes up in conversations. So, for example, if I was a a guy who was involved in construction, and I I picked construction because I just did a consulting call yesterday with somebody who's in the field of construction. His, that's going to be the niche focus for his his podcast. So, if I had a podcast focused on the construction industry and and, and stuff like that. If I had this podcast, I would want to build as many one-on-one relationships and connect with people on a very deep and personal level uh, and, and, and build an authentic two-way relationship and have them interact with the content and interact with me as much as possible because what happens are the people who are listening, those people that I'm building a relationship with, what's going to happen is those people are, are in the construction industry and guess what? They're a part of their pro if they're, if they're actually seeking out podcasts that talk about the construction industry, they're probably a part of some associations. They're probably a part of some other online forums. They're probably a part of some, some Facebook groups or Facebook fan pages. And what happens is those people are going to be talking to other people who are your target audience And guess what? They're going to be talking to people who are your target audience, who are the perfect new target for listening to your show. And and you don't know who those people are. You haven't joined all of those forums. And the thing is, is that person that you just developed that relationship with, they're all, they've already been spending months, weeks, years 
cultivating valuable relationships of, of trust and influence with other people who are your target audience. And all of a sudden now your name, your podcast, your brand is coming up over and over again in conversation. And finally they're like, I'm going to go check out this guy's podcast because this person's talking about you all the time and it happens all the time. And so Dean, for you, I'm very excited. I'm very excited, and it's even more so than the fact that you sold an ebook. But another, the, the I don't know, and, and like I said, your your voicemail is is exciting on so many different levels. But I'm only going to share one more. But but the fact is, is that when you talked about the fact that you know this ebook sale came through, your first ebook sale, um, I love it because you said you know I was expecting it to be a result of a Google search. I was expecting it to be a result of this or this marketing campaign or this media attention that I got. But no, it came from somebody who's been listening to your podcast for a while. And the reason why they purchased it, and I love this because I hear this so many times. I, you know, I've been listening to your show for so long. I've gained so much value from listening to you. I feel like I know you personally. And you know what? I almost feel that with all the amount of investment that you've put into creating this content, I almost feel like I owe you something. So as soon as I saw that you had a product that actually is somewhat interesting to me, and there was an opportunity for me to buy it in which in some way I knew that I could return value to you, I jumped on it. And that's exactly what happened with Dean and this first person who's bought the ebook, and I'm certain that it won't be the last. And so, uh, Dean, I am so very excited. And folks, I want to encourage you, um, check out, um, matter, matter of fact, you know what? I'm going to throw in another piece of audio feedback that was called in for another show because I know it fits right here perfectly. And I, I'm positive that that um, David Jacobs will not mind me playing this potentially in this show instead of Business Tech Weekly or in both shows. So, uh, David Jacobs, uh, I'm going to go ahead and play your feedback here. Hey, Cliff, Dave Jacobs. How you doing? I'll be doing well. Something for Business Tech Weekly, I do believe. Um, you've talked a lot recently about your affiliate marketing. You know, it's something I've thought about for so long. A couple of years, literally, I've been thinking about it and thinking about it. Like, gee, I really should dabble into that. I really should get into that. Uh, but I've never quite known how to exactly get started. The main question is, did you get started with an um, agency like Commission Junction or one of the others, or did you completely do it you know, freelance or however, however you want to call it, just sort of uh, going at it um, individually? Or is it worth going to a place like Commission Junction? I think they got some nice features uh, where they keep track of different things and it's all in one place and stuff like that. Um, yeah. How do you do it? Where would you start if there's a particular book or a resource that's a good place to start getting your feet wet and moving in that direction? Um, where would you go for that? Because it's something I've been thinking about for a long time, and I really ought to just jump in and start going with it. That's it. Thanks. Bye-bye. All right. Okay, David, so there you go. And and I knew this was a perfect fit here because, you know, there there comes a point in time where you say, Okay, I I I'm podcasting, I have this audience, I have this niche topic, and I hear a lot about this affiliate commissions and, and affiliate sales and and I just haven't really gotten around to to getting involved. How do I get started? Well, first and foremost, he asked if there was a if there was something available as as far as a resource that I would recommend. And I would recommend that you go to podcastanswerman.com slash products, all right, podcastanswerman.com slash products, and scroll down until you see the product that's called uh, Passive Income Strategies for Podcasters. 
It's Passive Income Strategies for Podcasters. It is $150, but it's worth it. Um, I'm going to tell you this. I did this, um, the, I did this digital webinar, training webinar with Pat Flynn of smartpassiveincome.com. And he and I shared some amazing information about how we got involved in passive income and, and building it and especially talking about the importance of a mailing list and talking about how you can, uh, you know, find affiliate relationships and how you can market those relationships, the different ways that we track those. All of that information's in there. And I want to tell you that um, a majority of the information that, that Pat actually did most of the teaching in this course but anyway, uh, most of the information that's in this product, I already knew ahead of time, but this product was what, and, and this tutorial was what was needed for me to have the motivation to just answer those last few questions that I had and also to start implementing it. And I will tell you what, my income tripled, my monthly income tripled immediately after we, we did this webinar. And I, that is no exaggeration at all. It tripled monthly income three times as much, and it's been three times as much every month since we did this product. Passive income strategies for podcasters. And by the way, while I'm out of town, I have a summer sale going on. You can get 25% off of all of my digital training tutorials between uh, the time I, well, actually, as I'm recording this, even all the way back to Thursday, June 23rd. Uh, you can get 25% off of all my digital training products um, until July, until I return on Tuesday, July 5th. So all you need to do is go into podcastanswerman.com slash products, fill up your shopping cart with as many of those as you want, and then put in the promo code summer sale, all lowercase one word, summer sale, and it'll get you 25% off. The only thing I'm going to ask that you do is if you go to uh, the podcasting A to Z course, and you go to add that uh, summer sale will work in the shopping cart there. Uh, but please don't do the 25% off my podcasting A to Z course. I'll have to come and try to work out the uh, collection of the remaining amount of, of that course. Uh, I do have a discount for people who sign up for my mailing list for the A to Z course, though. Uh, all you need to do is go and sign up for uh, the, the mailing list in the sidebar on my site and uh, tell me that you've done so, and I'll give you $99 off. Uh, but anyway, uh, that, that's what I would recommend. But I'm going to give you some free answers here because I, I don't want to just point you to a product. So here's what I'm going to tell you. Yes, you can go to cj.com and sign up for an account and then you can go in and, and you can actually search by topics, which is, this is great. This is why one of the reasons why you know, I, I, it, it's great to have a niche podcast because then you can say, okay, uh, if my podcast is a technology podcast, well, then I want to look for technology-related affiliate programs. And for example, one of my affiliate programs uh, is Bluehost. Now, the thing is, is Bluehost is available through ShareASale, and I think they may even also have a, a program through Commission Junction, and those actually offer a higher rate than what I currently get from Bluehost. Uh, which is crazy. I, it makes no sense at all, except for the fact that they told me that the reason they do that is because Commission Junction and ShareASale, their tracking of cookies is not as great as their own tracking. And so while they can pretty much guarantee that if somebody clicks on your affiliate link through that you use directly through their program, you are 100% of the time going to get a $65 commission for each person that signs up. Whereas with Commission Junction, they pay $90 per sign up 
but but you know there's you don't have a hundred percent guarantee that every person that clicks on your link that it's going to get registered back to you. I don't know what 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 kind of um, studies they have that show that or anything like that, but it, my own opinion is that I like to look for products and services that I use. So before I go to Commission Junction or CJ.com, before I go to ShareASale.com, before I go to E-Junkie.com, before I go to any of these other services, I prefer to look for, um, I, I prefer to go to the companies that I'm already doing business with. Um, for example, I, I at the time, I was doing business with Bluehost. And so I w- go to Bluehost. In fact, if you do this, uh, you go to bluehost.com and let me just make sure, bluehost.com. And typically what you want to do is just scroll down on to the footer of the site and look to see if there is a the word affiliate or affiliates. And if I'm at bluehost.com, right there in the bottom, there's a link in the footer that says affiliates. And you can go in and you can sign up directly with Bluehost, all right? Um, if I go to mindmeister.com, and of course, this is affiliate that I recommended for a while, but honestly, the the amount that they pay is so low that I, I finally just quit advertising it because it just doesn't pay enough. Um, but anyway, if you go there, I'm looking at MindMeister and I don't see the affiliate here. But if you click on tools or go somewhere there, uh, maybe it's not through tools, but I, I, there's another place in there where you can find and they have an affiliate program. Oftentimes, they won't have it advertised on their site. But if you contact the support or sales department and say, hey, do you have an affiliate program? They'll say, yes, we do. Um, and matter of fact, I would say that seven out of 10 times that I've asked a company that does not advertise an affiliate program, they do have one. Um, Amazon is a great place to turn for an affiliate program. They don't pay very much in commissions. It's only 4% per sale. But still, I mean, it, it, for me, it's it's ending up to be a substantial amount of money because I have such a large audience that's already purchasing things from Amazon. And they know that from my communicating to them, if you click through my banner on the sidebar of my site, just click on the Amazon logo, start your purchase by clicking there, and we get 4% commission on anything you buy through Amazon. And people do that uh, quite frequently. Um, So what I recommend is that you definitely start with products and services that you currently use and believe in, specifically related to the topics which you are already podcasting about. Um, so if I go to podcast answer, man, real quickly, let me just take a look and see what kind of affiliate relationships I've got marketed right now. Um, so you'll see these under the sidebar where it says services I recommend. So I've got servant hosting. That's S E R V I N T, uh, servant hosting. I have my, that's who I currently have with my hosting with. I absolutely love them. Have had no problems, uh, no downtime since I've moved over to them, which is amazing. And uh, I, I I have an affiliate relationship with them. Uh, thesis theme. I love the thesis WordPress theme. It is a, pr- a premium theme. And if you click through there, um, you can do that. Now, they actually go through Share a Sale. All right. So you do not go directly through them. They do their affiliate through Share a Sale. So you have to sign up for a Share a Sale account and then you can apply for their thesis uh, theme 
one. Uh, go to meeting and slash go to webinar. Uh, I've got that on my site. That is actually through Commission Junction, so through cj.com, and then you can search for GoToMeeting, and I use them every month, and I absolutely love them, and so it's a great service. Bluehost, I still think it's a great service for the average brand-new podcaster and and blogger and uh, people who do, don't rely on 100% uptime, you know, and they're okay if their site is down for maybe 15, 20 minutes every now and then a couple times a month or a couple times every three months, uh, but it's, it's not going to kill them if their site's down for 20 minutes one day. Uh, Bluehost is a great service, and for six bucks a month or seven bucks a month, it's, it's a great deal. ScreenFlow uh, is another one I have, and I can't remember what program I go through on that one, but it, it's a different one than the other two. And, um, and I, I got that information from ScreenFlow. Uh, I, I didn't know that ScreenFlow had an affiliate program, but they do. And so uh, a lot of people will buy that. And of course, the commission on that one is it's not as good as some of the other ones, but it's still it, it's enough to where enough people that I talk to go and buy that software. It's ninety nine dollars. I just I mean, it, I make it up in volume. Uh, Adobe Audition, obviously my favorite audio editing software. And so a lot of people are buying that as a result of um me talking about it a lot, so I have that there. And then, of course, I just talked about AWeber, uh, which, by the way, is directly through AWeber, and they advertise that one really well, and it's 30%, you get 30% commission from anybody who signs up for your account for the lifetime of their account. So, you know, if, if, I, if, if you were to sign up for an AWeber account and you got to the place where you had 20,000 people on your mailing list and you're paying... You know, I, I don't know what that one, how much would that be? Let me go real quick to find out if you had 20,000 people on your list. It starts off their plans. By the way, you can sign up for just a dollar. Uh, for I think it's for the first month. But um, let's do, it starts off at $19 a month. And then uh, if you had 20,000, that's 130 plus 19. So about $149 a month. So if you had that many people on your subscriber list, uh, let's do 149 times 0.3, I would make $44.70 a month in commission. And so, and that's every month for the lifetime of you having that account. And and I love AWeber in a mailing service. And this is one of the reasons that I'm very open and honest about why I wanted, it's one of the reasons why I wanted to sh- switch to AWeber. Not definitely not the only reason I wouldn't have switched to this for this reason alone, but it's one of the added perks and benefits of me switching is that once somebody gets a mailing list, they that's a service they keep. And this is not just a one time commission. So it, it, it's a great affiliate program. So so, David, my recommendation, if you're looking to get into affiliate programs, look for services that you're using and contact those companies directly to ask them what affiliate relationships they have available, if they have any. Most of them, about 70% of the companies that you're already doing business with, have them. And then I would turn to, go definitely go to eJunkie, definitely go to uh, shareasale.com, and definitely go to cj.com. Sign up for all three of those services and then browse through the products and services there that are there. My recommendation is not to start promoting anything that you have not tried yourself. Can you do that? Yes. Do people do that? Yes. 
But my recommendation is is to only recommend things that you know for a fact are great services that provide exceptional value, and uh, I think it's a great way to start out. So, and, oh, and by the way, Amazon affiliate, um, the, and that one's through Amazon directly. And all you have to do is just do a Google search for Amazon affiliate and in Google, and it'll be it's affiliate hyphen program dot amazon dot com all righty so moving on to the next thing here andy's got a question about his audio levels on his ederol and this seemingly is a question that i think that i just answered recently but just in case i'll i'll play it again hey cliff this is andy layman from indiana calling for podcast answer man just had a quick question about your ederol recorder i know that on the ederol you have the option to set the level of the recording, how loud it's going to record. So I was wondering how you go about deciding how to allow to set that on your recorder. I know that your mixer has levels that you can send out to it, and I know that you're trying to gain, you're trying to send your recording to be you know negative 12 to negative 6 decibels, but how exactly do you decide how loud to set the recorder? Um, I know that you can, you know, push the the, the mixer up higher and make it, you know, send out. But how do you exactly set those levels like that? All right, thanks. All right, Andy, thank you for the question. Uh, Again, for some reason, I don't know if it's because I just previewed this or if it's because I've answered it, but here's the situation. It really doesn't matter where you adjust your audio levels. Um, You can adjust them in, let's just say, for audio coming in from your computer. You can adjust your audio levels from the computer volume turning it up or down. You can adjust the audio using the slider or the volume control knob on your mixer, uh, turning it up or down. Or you could use the input level of your Ederol or your Roland recorders and and turn it up or down. As long as you're getting the end result of negative 12 to negative 6 decibels, you're completely fine. doesn't matter how you get there. Now, the thing is, though, is what happens if if all of a sudden, you know, I bring in one source, but then all of a sudden the next source comes in and my microphone's not up, it's not coming through loud enough. But if I if I crank up my microphone, um, then what happens is the rest of it's too, you know, thrown off. Well, you have to kind of, between the three, find some kind of middle balance area. And it doesn't matter what you're doing. So, for example, if if my if the person coming in on Skype was too loud... Uh, but my audio is perfect coming from my Ohio microphone, then what I would do is I could just take, I could either turn the computer volume down uh, and leave the slider right up at the same level as where my microphone level is. I could just turn the computer volume down or I could leave the computer volume right where it's at or I, and, and then I could bring the, the slider or volume control knob down on the mixer to bring the, the audio level of the Skype caller to negative 12 to negative 6 as well uh, that way. It doesn't matter. Just know that once you change it on the, re- if you, once you use the input level on the recorder itself, you're controlling all of the volume. It's it's the volume of everything. So if all of a sudden, um, what happens is, let's just say uh, I don't want to change anything. My my mic volume is perfect, but the Skype volume is way too loud. So if I turn the input level on the on the recorder down until Skype is actually coming through at the right levels, what I've just done is I've got, now my microphone volume is too low. 
And of course, let's just say my my volume control slider or knob is right up where it should be or where I want it to be on the mixer. Well, now in this scenario, I would actually go up and grab the gain or the trim control on the mixer and turn it up there. As long as I get to negative 12 to negative six, that's all that matters. All right. Uh, let's move on to the next question, which is uh, when should we take our show to the next level? Uh, and I think it's Riley. Hello, Cliff. This is listener Riley. Um, I have a question. You you often talk about taking taking your show to the next level. And I've been thinking about something to for my podcast. When it comes to my audience, I, I, I host a podcast on the topic where there are a number of other podcasters who already do that as well. So I've, I've really wanted to be able to take my show to the next level and expand my audience and expand the reach of the show. But I'm not really sure how to go about it because when it comes to doing something like, for instance, uh, doing a live show or uh, getting sponsors or something, I don't, I don't feel like my show is big enough, quote unquote, or, or perhaps has a wide enough reach to where it deserves being taken to the next level, like when it comes to live show or sponsorships or something, because I'm not sure if I have a large enough audience or enough interest. But I, I think some of those things are, it's kind of circular, where to build interest, having sponsors doing live shows might, might build interest. So I, I just have a question of, when is it the right time? When do you want to take that extra leap uh, forward of doing something when you're not really sure if you're ready for it or if your audience is ready for it? I uh, just wanted to get your thoughts on that. I enjoy the show as always, and I look forward to hearing your answer. Take care. All right, Riley, thank you so much. And so first and foremost, I want to define what I mean when I say take your show to the next level. And and by the way, that that means every aspect of it. I mean, for and, and I talk about this when I start each show. It's like, well, for some people... Uh, taking your show to the next level means record your first episode. By golly, don't don't care about the ums and the ahs and and all the other things, all the other crazy noises, the the horrible microphone that you have. Sometimes you just need to get out and you need to start something. That's taking your show to the next level. Taking your show to the next level may mean uh, you know re- recording your show more consistently. Let's just say you're putting out an episode and then it's two or three weeks before you do a ne- another show and it's a, a week and a half before the next one and then it's three weeks for the next one and 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 maybe taking the sh- taking your show to the next level says you know what I'm making this a priority and I'm going to put it on my calendar and I'm going to record consistently and release an episode around the same day and time each week. That for me that that's taking the show to the next level. Um, so taking the show to the next level doesn't mean you're adding sponsors. Taking the show to the next level doesn't mean you know it, those those are certainly things that you could do to take your show to the next level. And by the way. Uh, I want to make sure that people understand that 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 the ultimate progression of a podcast isn't to monetize. So it may never be the right time for you to monetize your podcast. It, it, th- I'm not going to say that there ever is a, a time that you should monetize your show. For some, for many people, uh, the the purpose of the show has nothing to do with monetization. Uh, pursuing a balanced life. I've 500 episodes of that podcast. Not a single episode has ever been produced there with the goal of, of, of producing income from that show. Um, it, it's, it's the, the purpose is different. And, and so taking that show to the level next level may never include getting a sponsor for that show. Um, now, as far as 
if if you think that uh, you know, it, well, let's just talk about one aspect of this. You talked about, you know, <clears throat> what if I don't feel like the show's important enough and, and stuff like that. Sometimes taking the next, you know, step, let's just say moving towards monetization, moving towards approaching a sponsor. Uh, some, some of the times it, it's not the right, it's not the right time to move to that level until you have built your confidence and, and, and sometimes that can, I, there are very different ways, I guess some people go about building their confidence. And sometimes you might need somebody to coach you through to understand the value you have. I, I, I have this perfect example of this. I had a, a client once and, and he had uh, the number one podcast on tennis in, in iTunes. And, and it's weird. It was, it was back. Oh gosh. It was probably about two years ago. He still listens to this podcast, so he knows exactly who I'm talking about right now. He knows I'm talking about him. Uh, but he he had the number one podcast in tennis, and it's a video podcast. And the amount of hours that he spent—I mean, he had some—he had video episodes of his podcast where he's showing people how to do tennis swings, a professional tennis swing or a, t- a professional serve. And I'm telling you, he had. He, he probably took this one 10 minute video probably took about five or six hours for him to, to edit together. Just the, the, the software that he was using, the slow motion, the, the stop freeze frame. I mean, this guy was way over the top. Awesome with what he was producing and his, in his mind, his mindset was that podcasts are free, podcasts are free, you know, low value because people are getting it for free and, and, you know, yeah, I spent a lot of time, but this is what I love, you know, and people are just, you know, nobody's nobody's going to really care about all of that um, and stuff like that. And, and, and this guy's got the number one video or video podcast or the number one podcast in iTunes for the topic of tennis. And he's got a sizable audience. And, and by the way, sizable audience, as far as I'm concerned, if you have a thousand subscribers to your podcast, or even more than 500 subscribers to your podcast, you have something of extreme value, especially if it's so narrowly focused all the way down to a niche of tennis, okay? So with that being said, it literally, this this guy hired me, talked to him for an hour, he paid for one hour of my consulting rate, and the entire hour for him was me convincing him of the value that he already had you know, explaining to him the value because he thought, well, you know, I'm really not going to be able to get the, um, I, I'm not going to be able to get the attention of a sponsor until I get, you know, to a, you know, 30 or 50,000 subscribers. And once I get to that level, I, I can get sponsors, but I need your help, Cliff, because in his original desire to hire me was to build, to, to build his audience to 30 to 50,000 people. And, and literally he, and by the way, at the end of our call, he was completely, excited about the fact that I didn't give him any advice to grow his audience, but I gave him all the advice and consulting and coaching that he needed to understand the value of the audience he already had. He was sitting on a gold mind. I mean, I'm sitting there thinking, it's like, what tennis, you know, what tennis racket do you prefer? What's your favorite tennis racket? Is there a reason why you like that tennis racket over the other ones? Does it give you a competitive advantage over the others? 
And it's like, yeah, there's this, this, this. And I'm like, have you contacted that company? Have you sent them a link to three or four of your episodes and then asked them if they would be willing to, to sponsor your show and let them know that that your the, their product is the one product that you believe that all of his your audience should listen to or to purchase and it's going to be the best for them? Then, I mean... That's all you need to do. You need to you need to reach out, and he needed somebody to help him understand the value of the the relationship. And I said, and 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 by the way, and by at the end of that call, I'm going to tell you, at the end of that call, he was excited by the potential that he did not see before, but his confidence level at the end of the call wasn't at the point where he still felt where he felt like, oh, I'm going to call them tomorrow. So what I gave him was the next taking things to the next level for him was to start building relationships one-on-one with the individuals who are already actively listening to his podcast, leaving comments. I wanted to give him the the next step for him was to engage his audience, to really build that connection so that if for some reason, you know, he said, hey, I want to actually show my this potential sponsor that I have an engaged, loyal audience who is eager to follow through the advice that I give, you could then, after six or seven months of, of building you know, this engagement and an interactivity with your audience, that you can actually send an email and ask people to respond to a survey, for example, and then all of a sudden, you, you may only have 800 people who are subscribed to your podcast, but all of a sudden, 470 of them just responded to a survey that you sent out. My friends, advertisers would eat that up. I mean, absolutely be blown away. And when he learned about that and saw it, it's like, wow. I So, so yeah. So, and by the way, this is different for every single person, every single podcast. And, and I certainly want to say that there is no exact formula for how do you build your confidence level? How do you build that, that confidence that you have in your own product, your own service, your own engagement? And, and there are times when I, I feel like, wow, I am on top of the world. And I just know that if I believe in something, my audience is going to come alongside me and they're going to believe in this too. And they're going to engage and interact and they're going to, they're going to follow through. And there are times when I'm not as confident and I worry and I have anxiety about, you know, am I going to be able to pull this off? And, 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 and so sometimes that, that comes and goes, but I think over time experience is going to add, uh, as you go. And so it's a, sometimes that's a slow bill. Sometimes you have to take small baby steps and build your way up. And, and when it comes down to it, you know, for me that, you know, when I, when I think about my own business, I remember when I first started consulting, you know, I remember having a hard time convincing myself that I was worth $50 an hour for consulting. And then I remember jumping up to $95 an hour and and people telling me at $95 an hour, I should raise my rates. So I remember raising my rates to $150 an hour and announcing it. And then everybody's saying, whoa, Cliff, that's more than a 50% jump. What are you thinking? And I'm like, well, people told me to raise my rates and I think I'm worth it. And by golly, I am worth it. And I can't work for less because I know what my budget is and I know what I have to do. And I know how many hours I I, I have each week to work. And this is what I'm, I want to do. These are my priorities. And this is how, I'm, so it's $150 an hour. And I was, by golly, even though my audience was not convinced that I was worth $150 an hour, I started booking solid. I was booked solid for $150 an hour. Uh, recently, 
I went to my uh, mastermind group and said, hey, I'm thinking about raising my rates. What do you guys think about 200? And they say too low. And I'm like, they said, what's your rate now? I said, 150. They said, raise it to 300. And they, and I said, why? And they said, well, why do you want to raise your rates? And I explained to them why I wanted to raise my rates. They said, raise it to 300. And I did not have the confidence level of 300 for some reason. And I said, well, I'm going to do 200. So I raised it to 200. Guess what? I'm book solid. I, matter of fact, I'm now, of course, I'm going away for 10 days. Okay, granted. But I'm booked into, I'm booked all the way up until July. Uh, let's see here. Uh, when I get back, I'm completely booked. July, two, Tuesday, July 12th is the first appointment that I have available. And I'm booked at $200 an hour. And and yesterday, completely booked. And it had four consulting calls, all of which, well, except, except one, I still have a client that I, I am still doing for one fifty an hour because he's he's been working with me for so long. But um, two hundred dollars an hour. And here's the situation. Now I'm like kicking myself in the rear end because I'm so booked, I'm so busy, and and I'm and now people who desperately want on my, cons- my on my consulting schedule, and I desperately want to work with those individuals, I can't unless I actually give up another day to do consulting. And, and now it's like, ah, no, I'm the next day I'm available is July 12th. And, and, and so I'm wishing I would have went to 300, but you know what? I went to my, I went to my mastermind group and I I said, you know what? I'm really wishing I would have done this. They said, Cliff, no, you made the right decision. You had to charge what you felt confident in charging because if you're charging more and there's any way that, that you, you let off, people can smell it. You know, they can, they can feel it. They can sense it when you don't feel like you're charged, when they feel like you're charging them more than what you, you feel like you should be charging them. And people get, people have a sense for that. And, and that's going to bite you. And so you were right to raise it to that. And you're right to want to raise it to 300 now that you know. And, you know, and, and it, it's crazy. So, you know, all of that to say, when do you know it's right? Oh, my goodness. I wish, you know, if I had a psychology degree, maybe I could give you all the answers. But uh, it's going to be different for every person. And I just want to just point out one last time. And then uh, we'll move on to the next thing. Do I have a next thing? Lex, well, I did. Actually, that's the last question I have here. So um, when is it right to take it to the next level? The answer is, uh, or what does next level mean? It doesn't necessarily always have to do with financial stuff, especially with your podcast. Taking things to the next level may just mean having the courage to do something you know, more than you've done before. Maybe for you, it's, it's to interview that one person in your, in your industry that, um, that, that you've never thought possible that that they would be interested in coming on your show. So for example, you know, for me, I, I had this dream one day of, of interviewing Dan Miller, you know, the guy who wrote the book 48 days to the work you love and no more Mondays. And for me, taking things to the next level would be, you know, I'm going to ask him if he'd be willing to come on my show for an interview, but man, this guy's going to be untouchable. He's not going to be, he's not going to want anything to do. He has no idea who I am. He's not, this guy's too busy and all this stuff. And, and I, you know what? One person heard me say that that was a dream of mine, introduced me and boom, it happened. And not only that, but now he's, he's not only has, have I had him on my shows, I've been invited to speak on a cruise that uh, he did and and he and I are close personal friends. I'm I'm getting ready to leave tomorrow on my trip, uh, ten day trip with my family. And the very first stop, I'm heading down. I'm stopping in Nashville 
uh, for a couple hours to help him hook up some new equipment that he has because not only is he a personal friend, but he's also a client and he sends lots of business my way. And in fact, that's one of the things we're going to uh, wrap up down there is is the final details on how he's going to help promote my podcasting A to Z course to his his community because he believes he's got confidence in me. And um, and and you know what? Uh, I, I'm going to do something really cheesy here. All right, I'm going to do something that I probably should not do. And by the way, listening to Podcast Answer Man, I am I'm telling you right now, never do this because I probably get in a lot of trouble. But there's a song that comes to mind and it's super cheesy. I know. But here it is. And I would follow the advice of Julie Andrews. to the test but I'll make them see I have confidence in me so there you go sometimes you just need to have confidence in yourself how's that uh, anyway folks I'm going to wrap things up right there uh, it's been it's already been much longer than I thought this ap- episode would be uh, I was watching the live chat room as I was recording this episode today and um, I, I see that, that one person who is completely unfamiliar with Podcast Answer Man thought this was an infomercial so i probably crossed that line once again uh but anyway it is what it is i do i I believe strongly in uh, passive income strategies for podcasters and and it is is probably it's actually i think it's one of my favorite products and you can get it for 25 percent off use a promo code or discount code summer sale if you are listening to this before tuesday july 5th and you get 25 percent off of anything and everything that is a digital product. Again, please don't use Summer Sale on my podcast A to Z course, but if you do sign up for my mailing list, I'll give you a code for $99 off of that. Again, folks, thank you for tuning in to another episode of Podcast Answer Man. I will be back next week. (laughs) It's going to take me a while to get caught up on all those emails, but I will get all those returned as well. And of course, if you want to leave your feedback, your question for the... Actually, if you want to leave feedback related to the topics of the show covered here for episode 217, go to podcastanswerman.com and leave a comment in the uh, show notes section. But if you have a question for the podcast, you can call that in at 859-795-4067. 859-795-4067. Of course, if you want to... If you're a podcaster and you have your fancy equipment and you want to record it in an MP3 file and send it over as an attachment to an email, send that over to feedback at gspn.tv and it'll get tucked away in a special folder and I will include that in a future show as well. Anyway, I am hopefully enjoying myself and my time with my family, something that I very much needed and uh, looking forward to getting back into the swing of things and Uh, Don't expect episode 218 to be perfect because uh, Podcast Answer Man episode 218, it's going to be my first episode after two weeks of being out of the studio. So just be prepared ahead of time. I'm going to have fun with it. Look forward to talking to you when I get back. And if you want to follow me on Twitter, I'll be there, twitter.com slash gspn. And uh, also be posting stuff over on my Facebook profile at facebook.com slash Cliff Ravenscraft. Hope to see many of you in my podcasting A to Z class in July. It's going to start when I get back. Tuesday, July 11th is the first class. More details at podcastanswerman.com slash A to Z. Talk to you later. Until then, join the community.